We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. With me is Anthony, and today we have a special guest, Callum Malaki, joining uh, <laughs> filling in for Tommy, uh, who's, um, who's who's busy um, studying to be a bovine um, paramedic, so uh, <laughs> or, or something. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, episode fifteen, and look, this is just going to be a therapy session, guys. Um, yeah, fuck. How you going, boys? How did it happen again? Like, oh, been uh, yeah, been dealing with the flu, and honestly, I'd I'd do it ten times over again rather than having to watch that game. Um, it just, as I said, two years in a row. But uh, our mate Callum here, he, he's been two two years in a row. He's been to SunCorp and seen that happen. Mm-hmm. So, how are you? How are you holding up, mate? Uh yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I guess two years in a row. It's um. Not the best experience. I think Friday was a pretty poor one, especially on the train ride home. Bit of, Ooh. bit of, copped a bit of abuse to the end of the line, but you know, it was a good first forty. <laughs> but the second forty, yeah, just went all downhill. Didn't it? The people, the people at Twitter are saying it's your fault. What do you, what do you have to say about that? You've been there two years in a row, and two years the same things happened. Like, yeah, no, I'd agree. I'm not going next time. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot don't blame you. <laughs> Not doing it. He's banned from Suncorp. So. <laughs> well, I've won. I've won free tickets to the next the next one at Seabus. So I don't think I'll go just to save save the embarrassment. Yeah, I think sure. we'll, send, we'll send security to his house. Make sure he doesn't leave the premises. Lock me up. <laughs> yeah, keep him on watch. Surely for your own mental well, health, mate. At least at least you guys could turn the TV off. I was just in the, in my seat frozen. Like because uh, I, I was I had so many people um at the house and like you can't like you can't it's like walking away you can't like walk out of a of a football stadium it's the same mm-hmm. thing you can't just walk away from the tv and turn it off like when there's people there like you just like you got to sit there and just you just got to go through the bitter end because there's still hope like there was always hope all they need to do is just score one try and like the game was over yeah yeah, well, that's what I sort of thought. I thought, oh, even when it levelled up, stupid me, I thought like, oh, well, we might like snag a last-minute try, win the game on the siren, and um, all will be no, sweet in the world. But no, nah, as you know, they score another one, push the lead out to eight or ten or whatever it was, and eleven. Uh, yeah, that's right. The the disrespectful field goal. So I tell you what, I was, I was about to end it all after that. That was oh. the worst. Part of <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to the, I got I got to um, I, I was sitting in the couch and I was just like a, I was I was like if I could be any more in the couch I would have been underneath it and 
And um, the boys like went, went once the Bronco, like we were, the scores were level, and I was just I was a sunken mess. Oh. Bronco scored to go ahead, and I just turned the TV off. I said, "You just go fuck off and get out of the house. I'm going to bed." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen enough. I did that with the Raiders game. I uh, had the uh, had the Missos <laughs> family over, and I just went in the room and sulked after about the 60th minute. Just pretended it was a long toilet trip. <laughs> <laughs> straight to bed after that oh what does this club do to us yeah that's painful man I don't know but that's why we're here mate because we are the bad life fucking titans mate there's just for some goddamn reason uh, we've made poor life choices and here we are yeah I'm convinced this podcast is the reason <laughs> this year, I'm convinced. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, man, you're contributing to it, so you, you're blaming yourself. <laughs> I, I think we're, I think we're all the problem. <laughs> I think by pouring money into this club, maybe we're the problem. What, what do we do to deserve this? Oh, uh, breathe. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, so we'll move on to the news. Uh, not really a lot. There's um, main news is Tino Tino's being selected for the Queensland side, um, which pushes AJ into the captaincy. Uh, I think Tino put out a hilarious tweet on uh, on uh, mm. sorry a hilarious Instagram posts of um, of the look at me now. You know I'm the captain now from from AJ, laughing about how he chose to do the short kickoff and. Made a massive joke that we all found hilarious, and thank you, Tino, for for really making us feel good about that. Because yeah, the only laugh this week. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yucking it up. <laughs> um, and uh, so the other the other injury too. Oh, sorry, the other the other news is uh, Dave Fafita had re-injured his knee. Against the Brisbane uh, in the round twelve, uh, round twelve clash against Brisbane, um, he suffered a low velocity aggravation of his MCL sprain in his right knee, and he will unfortunately undergo another stint in rehab. He's expected to miss the next two weeks, two to three weeks, include uh, recovering before returning to play. Um, and there's no other real news. Every else was past the sounds of it and um, everyone's fit to play the local derby which isn't really a local derby <laughs> fair yeah. bit of distance yeah fair bit of distance between it but um yeah i think uh you know it's great to see aj um get the captaincy i think um the, you could say poor bugger at times but he, he showed real loyalty to the club he was getting chased pretty heavily um, re-signed for six years though so um, uh, it's good to see him get the captaincy hopefully he's a um, pretty good communicator on the field but um, yeah other than that um, I think Dave it's just obviously it's been a disappointing year for the whole bloody side and the whole club but I think especially Dave like I remember me you and Tommy Matt talking about um, sort of that photo of the preseason where he looked like bloody the incredible Hulk. Um, he was you know, real slim down and just, just an absolute beast. And we thought, 
you know, like this is the year where he's going to break out and he's going to improve on last year, but um, just injuries and not using him right. And it's just, it's just been a bloody horrible year for Dave. Hasn't been that great. Like, I mean, we, we keep saying it week in, week out. Like, he's been solid. He's had an okay, like, he's been, he's had a solid year. He hasn't been terrible. No. He hasn't been, but he hasn't been, like, he wasn't last year. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I love Dave and I want him on our side forever. But at the same time, I'll, like, I won't be upset if and when he goes to, to the Dolphins. Um, because it just takes so much pressure off the team, like, to use him the right way. Like, there's so much pressure on to get Dave involved. And if, he, and if he's not scoring three tries every other week and, you know, 10 line breaks and whatever, you know, doing Dave for Peter stuff, then it's, it just seems like we're, we're wasting. And, and we are. Like, we're just... We're wasting him. We're, yeah, I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's, it's painful to see him just, you know, not be used right, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and I don't know what it is. Like, like I honestly don't know what it is. Is he being instructed to stay out wide? Because I remember when he played in the Broncos, he he was always in the middle, like picking up loose balls and, and, and finding gaps and, and getting in, you know, getting into space. And I just, yeah, I don't understand, like... We'll get into it in the stats, but like he, he only he didn't play many meters, uh, many minutes in the Broncos game, and he, he still racked up a lot of meters and, and some good yeah. stats. Like I don't know, I, I just I don't know. Like, it, but the thing is, our answer for Dave being out is playing Isaac Liu in the second row or Kevin Proctor, and gross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so his injury just means more shit. Yeah, and just just literally the week we get him back, and I saw him go off, and I was hoping maybe it was just like a you know minutes restriction sort of thing, but obviously you don't do mm-hmm. that when when the game's in the balance. So uh, sort of just waiting for the the dreaded news as soon as he was walking off. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I think just. Obviously, the injuries haven't helped and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, as you said, we've said it all year. He, he's not really playing that bad. But it's just because he's not playing to the standard, you know, that that people expect him and that he's shown in the past. Like, you know, I, I still remember there would be people saying, like, JT and, you know, Billy Slater, that they're having, you know, shit years by their standards and, Yet they were still, you know, top five in their position. Like it's just, yeah. People, once once you sort of show what you can do, it's it's that that dreaded thing of yeah, you're expected to perform like that all the time. But yeah, well, it was like when when Jared Hayne like carried Parramatta to to the grand final on his ballet, like that. You know, he had that epic year where he was just god, and then every other year after that, if he didn't produce god mode. It was like oh, overrated when he'd still have like a very good, a very very good like, you know, origin worthy, you know, top two, top three fullback or or you know whatever position he was playing. Like you're always fullback, but 
you know, top two, top three sort of player of the year, polling Dally M votes, you know, top five Dally M. But because he didn't have that God mode period, they were like, oh, he's, he's shit. Like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I know Jared Haynes is a bit taboo in our, our sort of sector, but like, you know, back in his peak, he was, he was God mode. Yeah, I don't know. It's the same thing with Dave. If, if he's not trampling left, right and centre, then everyone thinks he's shit, even though he puts up 150 metres a week. Yeah, uh, exactly right. It's Yeah, it's just people are expecting, you know, the hat-trick against the Bunnies last year. They're expecting that for 80 minutes a game. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's not possible. So, obviously, I think everyone agrees... I'd say us three agree and, you know, the wider community that obviously everyone knows he's overpaid, but, um, you know, I, I was still holding out hope that we, you know, we keep him on 800, you know, 850, maybe tops thousand. Uh, no. I, I hope we hang on to him, but, you know, just the way this season's gone, you know, I just, yeah, probably think we're not, we're not doing much to, sort of encourage him to stay and yeah that's what usually happens when there's a a star coming off contract and you're having a bad year as a club it's it's hard to convince them definitely yeah it's like i think like he doesn't he hasn't even really had a quality half to play off in the last two years even last year like i can't remember a try other than one i think against newcastle where one of our halves put him over kind of thing like everything else is just him doing it himself. Yeah. Like, but it was all, it was all someone... like, the only half that got him involved was Ash Taylor. Yeah. Like he was the, he was the one because he, he wasn't afraid to, to run straight because he couldn't move side to side. So the only way he could run was straight. So he'd run straight, he'd engage the line and David would be hanging off his shoulder and he's perfect short pass. So I kind of think someone like AJ would probably be better suited next to him. Like Sexton, like I love Sexton, but he's not really like Threatening to break the line or run through, yeah, like no, no. Like AJ, he can he can get around you in a little swerve, but then I guess Fafita playing off the outside of that could be better. But <laughs> you know, yeah. he's never really had that quality half. Yeah, no, yeah, I think, yeah. We've been saying all year. I think he needs to. I I don't really know why we've moved Dave from the left. Like, um, I believe he he played nearly all of last year on the left. Um, and yeah, I, I agree, Cal. He, um, I think AJ and him would be perfect together, um, and that—that's our dangerous side. That's the side we love to go. So that's often why he doesn't doesn't get good quality ball because we don't often go to the right hand side. Um, yeah, we do love our left. Yeah, love the left. So yeah, I don't know. I think it was a, there, there was one. I don't know. There was a game about three weeks might have been against the Roosters, the first half when we sort of looked okay. Or, or, I can't remember when it was, but it was when AJ sort of, AJ and Toby were in the halves still, and AJ was roaming around on both sides. And there was a play, AJ drifted around. And yeah, as, as you said, Cal, like he got involved, he, he engaged the line. Dave was on his outside. It might have been against Canberra actually. And, and, yeah, just, yeah and, and then AJ like just just passed at the last minute and Dave was running at full speed. And it was like, oh bang, we figured it out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's go. 
and then that was it. Never done that was, again. That was the last time we did it. Yeah, I remember that was in the camera game. I was very excited, and then yeah, never again. Yeah, I, I know, I know, because I remember because I tweeted about it. I was like, "Hey, how about I get the Dave Taylor quality ball up for line?" And then yeah, we just never did it again. Strange. No, and yeah. I'd love to know if it's like a coaching or is it just AJ being a little bit quiet, like. He's shown in patches, like that's why I shut down all of the talk, like that he should move back to fullback. Like he's shown he's going to be a quality five eight, I reckon. Like I think it was the oh, I can't remember if it was the Parramatta game or I think it might have been the Tigers game as well. Like his his kicking game behind the line, his short kicking game, it, it was actually oh, like, like just he can set up those you know those Ash Taylor and Brian Kelly tries. That you'd see so often the little grubber behind the line, like he was doing that and floating from side to side, as you said, boys in the in the Canberra game. But then the next week he'll follow it up and he'll just sort of park himself on that left. So I'd love to know if it's a coaching instruction or is it just him sort of not getting himself into the game because yeah. you got to remember though he's only played like what six games at five eight in in the in the first grade. So yeah, yeah. And- you know, like I, I am number one chief blower upper about our side, but <laughs> after you know, come come Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, okay, just remember, we got the younger side in the comp, we've got a rookie coach. Like, there's going to be shit like this. Uh, it's going to happen, and I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. You you want us like. I know we're delving, we're delving off the news and everything like that, but you know, you want to see like where the where the club's going, and you want to believe in that. And and you look at the first forty minutes of the Raiders game, you look at the first forty minutes of this game, you look at like the majority of the opening round against Parramatta, and you know, spits and spurts against a lot of other other sides. Like you can see, you can see the formula there. Yeah, but like. I don't know how to I don't know how to articulate what what I'm saying. Like you, you can you know, like you can see what they're trying to do, but there's just no glue, there's no mesh. It's just a hodgepodge of young guys trying to figure it out and trying to implement it. And and like, you know, you got all the Fogarty like, oh, if they had Jamal Fogarty, this this would never happen. Well, fucking like get fucked like you had an absolute man. Jamal Fogarty was the reason why we lost twice to the Roosters by a point. He was there when we lost to, to the to the Broncos. He was there when we lost to the Raiders. He was there when we lost to Manly. He was there when we lost to the to the Rabbitohs. So can we just stop with the Jamal Fogarty fucking fellatio because uh, he is not the answer. But we kept the more experienced half in Brimson. So yeah, <laughs> he's played more games. Forty-one game veteran Jamal Fogarty. The, the thing is that we just don't have that old head. And I, I honestly thought it was going to be someone like Isaac Liu who was going to be okay. He's going to be the roll the sleeves up guy. And so he's going to put the team on his back when the shit when the chips are when the chips are down and the and the boys are their back against the wall. I thought this is why we got Isaac Liu. And he's like he was he he was brought in to be that that middle of the pack leader. And he's not like we're getting run through 
at the back end of games time and time and time and time and time again. And it's just something's got to stop. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. think the, the Lee U thing, you, you've got to move him to lock. Like, he's yeah. got to be the lock. Tino's got to be up front. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know how they can't see it. Everyone else can see it. Like, he's been picked at Origin at front row. Like, he needs to be front row and Lee lock. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he, we'll, get, we'll get into the stats and the thing, but yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone's been calling for that. Just, you got to, yeah. As you said, Billy Slater picks him at prop. I think most other people, even outsiders, have been screaming for him to go to prop. And um, I can't believe, like like I said, it's worth a try at least one week. Just move in there, move Liu to lock and see how it goes. Like, got nothing to lose at this point. So, um, yeah, should definitely go for it. Well, he's playing lock this week, so that should be something, I guess. Yeah, a bit of a tester. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Okay. Recap. Yes. Let's do it, baby. The Gold Coast Titans were beaten by the Brisbane Broncos 35-24 to up at Suncorp Stadium on Friday in front of a crowd of 32,864. And I'd say about 14,000 of them were absolute sorry motherfuckers. And I feel bad for them. Thank you. 24 points to the Titans. Uh, Campbell, Thompson, Brimson, and Fafita with tries. Osako, four from four. 35 points to the Broncos. Cobo, Martin, Ricky, Farnworth, Capewell, and Ezra Mann. Katoni Stags with five from six. And the piece of shit, Tyson Gamble, one from one with the field goals. Simbins, McIntyre, and Masters in the first half, one minute apart. Jordan Ricky in the seventh minute. Okay, let's just. This is going to be bad. This is going to be buckle up, everyone. We're going to let some shit out. We're going to talk it out. But at the end of it, we're going to come outside. We're going to be. We're going to get through the other side. And hopefully, we're all going to feel just maybe five, ten percent better for letting this out. If not. Who knows? Look, there could be a lot of Broncos fans here, death riding us. And if you're here, fair enough. I 100% would do the same thing on your podcast. <laughs> and there's a lot of Titans fans here just looking for answers and just want to vent as well and, and hear us vent. And we're here for you too. So this is it. My first takes are number one, amazing first half, of course. Everyone thought. To go down to 11 men and, and and win that battle, I'm thinking there was a glimmer of hope there. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe we've turned the page. We've thought about what fighting is. We know what this is. And we kept going, we kept going, and we finished the half. What was it? What, what were we, like 20? 24 to 4. 24 to 4. So we're 22 <laughs> points up at halftime. Uh, 20 points up at halftime. And 
part of me was like, here we go. We've got this. Like, we've changed. We've turned a corner. Fafita's on. He scored the try. You know, we've, we're doing things we haven't done. And then the second half happened. And I just, as I said, I was just a sunken mess in the couch. Everything that happened in front of me, it was like I've already seen it before. It was just a flashback of years gone past. And I had that, I just had that gripping feeling around my chest as like, why am I doing this to myself? Why do I love this team? Why are they doing this to me? What have I done to deserve this? Where's the nearest piece of rope? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? They, they scored two tries in a minute because our fucking captain decided it would be a good idea to kick off short and he didn't know the fucking rules and so he let the ball just travel in the air while, like a foot in front of him while the fucking Jordan or whoever it was fucking grabbed the ball and just ran right past him. Like, if you're going to do the short kickoff, know the fucking rules. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It just has to go past the 10-meter, the 40-meter line. That's it. It doesn't have to hit the ground. Pick it up. Like, <laughs> grab it. He was, he was literally right next to it. If he grabs that ball... <laughs> It's a great play. Okay, it's stupid, but great play. They've got the ball 40 metres out and, and, and the whole momentum shifted. But instead, he stands there and he watches them score a try. Like, fuck. I'll admit, I still haven't seen it. Um, when I was at the ground, I went to chuck piss and they scored that try beforehand. And then by the time I left, when I walked out, Ricky, I think it was, was running away and scoring in the post. So I have no idea what happened. I still haven't gone back and watched it. I will not ever go back and watch it. It was confusing at the time. Uh, it was confusing in life. Like, because the way the way the TV did, like the way the Channel 9 did it too, they'd score the trial, they converted. They go, to, they go away to the, to the ad break or whatever. They come back and there's just this wide shot of Suncorp Stadium. And then mm. like, as they're kicking off, and then when they zoom in, Jordan Ricky's down the fucking field. I was like, hey, what the, f- mm. like, what the fuck just happened? And then it took a couple of replays. I was like, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, what? And I, I was just sitting there. Like, I was in my house just with my arms abreast with like the one word coming out of my mouth, like, why? Like, why? What? Why? Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> I think we were up by, we were up by 14, weren't we? Yes, yes, we were 14 points up. I, I honestly thought, yeah, I was the same watching at home. Like, I was watching Fox, so there's no ad breaks or anything. But after the try, I sort of, yeah, I was sort of just looking down at the phone and then... Um, heard the whistle, thought, yeah, just standard kickoff, no worries. And then the commentators started getting hype. I'm like, what the what the fuck's going on here? Like, and then yeah, next thing you know, Ricky, uh, I can't remember if he passed it or whatnot, but no, he, he, he's Ricky it. received the pass. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember who received the kickoff, but 
Yeah. Might have been Pag. I think Pag's got Pag's like the worst person to, to collect the, the kickoff. Pakes, who's like the fastest man on the Broncos over like 15 meters. Yeah. So he got it. And not only that, there was zero people in the middle. If you're going to kick it in the middle, put all the people in the middle. <laughs> and fast people. Fast like, people in the middle. Yeah. But like even more to the fact, if you're going to do that, like everyone knows, have a full, like have a fullback or a person standing back. So if shit hits the fan, like, You've got to have someone there, like defending oh, the, the fact that. Okay, so it, it, it was like, and I don't know if you saw Tino's press conference at the end. I I, I sat through it because I'm a saddest, and <laughs> like he put his hand like he like, full credit to Tino. He put his hand up and goes, "Yeah, that was my play. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a dickhead." But he basically got to the 50 meter line and just said to Osaka by himself, "Kick it short." Like there was no group huddle. No. He 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 called he called he called an audible <laughs> at, the, at the at the fifty meter at the halfway line. Like yeah. that's it. Just it just epitomizes how dumb we are. Yeah, there's not another side in the comp that's taking a short kickoff when you're ahead. Like, not even the Tigers do this shit. No, no. <laughs> no, no, like I, I just honestly, I've never seen. It's not something you'd see a lot in rugby league, junior. <laughs> in, uh, junior it's not something you'd ever see. Professional, the like see it. The only time you'd ever see it is if the bloody kick off the the, the the kicker fucking shanks it and just like dribbles it because he's he's had a full swing and he's just hit it with the fucking he's hit it with his heel and it goes ten meters in front of him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Uh, just obviously, yeah, that press conference, like, I must admit, like, uh, after it, like, Tino's my new favourite player. Like, it shows a lot of guts to own up to that, as dumb as it fucking was. Like, at least he owned up to it and um, he sort of, yeah, he protected his teammates, protected the coach and uh, shows a lot for someone, you know, his age to do that. Um, but, yeah, obviously... Um, I don't think don't think you'll be call uh, making calls like that anymore. Like, um, it's such a shame too because he had what like two hundred and seventy running meters or something crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. So I've got it. I've got his stats up here. He um, hang on, he played. Uh, he played sixty nine minutes. Nice. Um, <laughs> two hundred seventy one meters off twenty three runs. Uh, twenty one hit ups. Uh, where are we? Um, Two kick returns, 41 kick returns. Uh, where's his post contacts? Oh, doesn't have it on there. Um, but yeah, like he was just, he, I think he had 180 or 190 meters in the first half. Like, wow. I, it, 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 this, this is the Tino that we bought back. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if we're going to put him, and, and like he had no errors too. Like, this, that, this is what, frustrates me because Tino is the guy. He is your guy, right? He like I know we've signed Dave for feeder and he the all the the you know the hoopla and, and everything's about Dave for feeder and how much we're paying him. Yada yada yada. But Tino is the guy. Like he was the underrated like he was the guy that they targeted when he was still young before you know before he made his name. 
this is the guy they earmarked. And this, he's becoming that guy. But then was it not last week, like not, not against the Broncos, the week before he had the how many were four errors that were all game-changing errors. Yeah. And then this this week he does the dumb shit with the fucking audible at, at, at the halfway line. Yeah, okay, he didn't have the errors, but like, come on, man, like you're my cat, you're my captain. Like fucking sort it out, bro. Yeah. It's such a shame too, because like we should be sitting here like talking about like that's that's a historic level of performance, like that those stats and you know, just just watching the game, like every run was just bending the line. We should be sitting here talking about that and yeah, instead one one costly decision and it just honestly would I'd love to know how that game goes if we kick it long. Do we do we hold on? Probably not, as history shows, but honestly I think after that kickoff, the heads just sunk. And I, I knew it was over from there. Like I, I kind of had an inkling beforehand, but once that happened, that was that is just like the biggest momentum killer and game killer that you can possibly do. Like oh, it's just such a shame. As I said, we should be sitting here, you know, commending that performance, saying how we, you know, as we as you said, Matt, we won the the eleven v thirteen period. We actually won six points to four. And you thought, well, shit, we get to halftime, a couple of minutes, we'll get the boys back on in the second half. All will be sweet, like no dramas, but 13 v 13 comes and, yeah, I, I don't know if it was a fatigue thing or or what, but, um, yeah, just thinking of the sin bins, like Isan Masters, bro, how dumb are you? Like he was literally <laughs> looking, he was staring in the referee's eyes. I think he thought... This this bloke's not going to send me off. Like he's not going to make it. Yeah, I've already got one off. He's not going to do it again. And and big dick Jerry Jared Sutton. He just he just stared him back down and said, "Fucking send him on his way." So uh, yeah, one goes in Brisbane. Yeah, no, I'm never going to get sent off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just so dumb. But honestly, like it's scary. Actually, the similarities. I I think I saw a tweet or or Facebook about it, like comparing last year with this year, the Broncos game, the AJ try was basically the same. Tyson Gamble got Sam McIntyre sin bin. He got AJ sin bin last year. Oh, don't remind me. And we had a 20, 20 point lead as well last year. Like it's scary and depressing <laughs> how similar they took, they were. I'm pretty sure I feel the same too. If not worse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worse. <laughs> this is definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, because oh, just the oh, just the promise all year, like Yeah, but because it's happened before. Yeah. Like this is the thing, like the more times this happens, the worse it is. So yeah. every time this happens, it's the worst one. Mm. You know, like we had the Broncos one, which was the worst loss ever. Then we had the man, like the, was it the rap? Which come first, the Rabbitohs or the Manly one? I think it was the Rabbitohs. Yeah, Rabbitohs. Yeah, Another and one was, I was at. Yeah, and that was the worst <laughs> oh, one. No, and no. Then I was at the Manly one. So we're, we were like, it was two different teams. Like it was like they traded places. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, JC just tore them apart. 
AJ tore him apart. No, AJ wasn't there. JC tore him apart. Everyone just was just running rampant. And then Manly got the ball and they never, it took us 20, 20 something minutes, 22 minutes or something like that last year before yeah. we defended a six tackle set without letting it try in. Yeah, that was another one that was terrible to be at. <laughs> that, was the, that was the worst. I was there that game. That was the I worst have- I've ever been to. I remember I left early. I walked out early. I'm pretty sure on that one. I was I had enough. <laughs> I was yeah. out. Yeah, boys, bad. boys, just saying. The last two games I've been to live, um, Magic Round Titans win, um, and oh, I think it was, I think it was the Doggies game, possibly before that at the um, end of last year. Yeah, that was a win too. So maybe I've just got to quit my job leave Bundy and just go to every game. I don't know if maybe my good luck can turn it around. Probably not. Well, the, people, there, not? The, the people are blaming your lack of attendance and you're hearing it more and more. Yeah, yeah. No, the people are speaking and <laughs> I've received death threats, but um, I'm not, not taking them too seriously. So, um, But no, it's just honestly, like I was thinking though, like I, I swear I've never seen a team – like everyone goes on like about the Raiders, you know, the faders, like the second half fades and everything like that. They're, they're, they're sort of similar, but like ours are literally like the, the Raiders fade over like a whole second half. We literally yeah. like shit the bed within like 10, a five, 10 minute period where we can see like three tries in that space. Like, but it's, it's the same thing I say all the time. As soon as the, the momentum shifts against us, We're dead. they have no idea on how to change it. All right, the momentum shifts and they're like, oh, fuck. And they just let it happen. Yeah. There's no one there that can like, I don't know. There's just no one that can stop it. No, literally. It's I'm just- pretty sure on Friday, it was three tries in six minutes we conceded, which is oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yep, one, one piss break for Cal. Yeah, 52, That's 53, it. and 58. That, that was the minutes. Tamari Martin at 52 minutes, Jordan Ricky at 53, Herbie Farmworth at 58. That was it. That's game over. Fuck, oh, man. That is just. And we, and we were still winning at that point. <laughs> yeah. Then he just knew it was over. Shit. That that's that's even crazier. I didn't. I, I knew it was a short amount of time, but yeah, literally. And Brisbane, five. they didn't even play that well, man. Like they they. No, they were just like shit house in the first half. If if they just put together an absolute masterclass, you'd be like, okay, well, fair enough. We're beaten by a better team, but yeah. we just sat there and shut our pants all over the fucking ground and just like let them do whatever they. It was an opposed training run in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally there was like no one had an answer, and I, I don't know what the answer, and I don't know what the answer is. Like what, like what do they do? And we all say, okay, let's fucking do this. Let's bring in, let's bring in to Paul Turner, and let's bring in and put fucking Tanner Boyd in, and and move Clark to this, and and let's do that. But it's still the same guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just rotating. So what do we do? Like, I don't get it, man. Like, we've bought it. What's his um, fucking um, oh, man? What's the defensive coach's name? Page. Jim, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, 
Jim Dimmick. Jim Dimmick, Jim yeah. We brought in Jim Dimmick to do defensive work. And our fucking defense is absolutely dog shit. Yeah, well, he's put his hand up for the dog's job. I'm happy to send him off. I'm going to chip in as much as I can for the dogs to pay him. I'll drive him to Belmore. (laughs) I'll pick pick him up and drive him to Belmore. Can we get Trevor Gilmer to back, please? Yeah. It's just like our defense is just such an outdated, silly technique where it's just like, you know, let them come to us, we'll stop them. It's like, no, they just teams just roll through us. They make yeah. like was I think it was the, the second paradigmatic game. Everyone was hyping up like Campbell Gillard's meters. It's like don't hype up meters against Titans. Like yeah. the worst forwards in the comp can run for two hundred meters against us. We just let them just go. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about that every week. Like, yeah, you, like you said, Calum, it's like come to us. Like, is it a conserve energy thing or is it just? shit fitness or is it just just it's, the, technique, it's the same as what the jets do with the with the walker brothers yeah yeah it's a technique they, like, they have the conserve energy to sit on the line yeah. and defend that way that yeah. may be fine in the q cup where you're not playing you're not playing against guys like um you know nathan cleary and fucking mitchell moses and you know all these guys that that, are, that have got you know, hundreds of games of NRL experience. But when you're playing yeah. in the NRL, that where everyone's hitting their lines and everyone's fucking running at full speed, being dormant in the defensive line, that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. And it'd be nice if we had centers that could, you know, read, read the play and defend well, but we don't seem to have those at the moment. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's just no easy fix, I don't think. It's just... I don't know if it's a culture or a player thing, but uh, it's guys got to got to nip it in the ass soon. Otherwise, it's one hundred percent a culture thing. And if that ain't go and do one of the, the Neil Henry fucking SAS boot camp fucking four day near death experience where everyone's vomiting in the summer, I'm 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 not fucking having it. Like that's the only thing that's going to save. I, I don't think Henry's. I don't think. Henry, I don't think um, Holbrook's in trouble at the moment, but if we finish in the bottom four, there's going to be a lot of like he's going to be he's going to be on Madge Maguire levels of tenterhooks next year. Yeah, yeah, because what what's concerning like that press conference like obviously maybe behind the scenes is different, but like just reading like his language like Holbrook does not know what the hell is wrong. That's the concerning thing. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like a coach, you know, most times can see on the video or, you know, get a vibe around the group or or whatnot. But that, that's what they were saying. Like, he, he, you know, and Tino sort of stuck up for him. And like he said, they're like, we prepare well all week. Like the boys are laughing and good around training. And, you know, we're like we're, we're killing it at training. And then it comes to the, the game day and they're just not there. Like, uh, and, and he just has no answers at the moment. So that's the concerning thing that. Well, maybe that's why, because they're fucking laughing and they're cheering and it's just a fucking game at, at training. Yeah, true, true. Like, if you don't care at training, you don't care on the field. 
you got to fucking train harder than what you play. You know, and, and like, not that I ever played physical contact sport. I, I did play juniors, but when I played baseball and when I played in, in representative baseball, like when you're doing drills and you're doing, and you're doing, you know, ground ball training or, or if you're in the outfield fly ball training, you go 110% of training. Like you always, every single ball you take, 110%. Every swing you take a batting practice, 110%. You treat every single thing you do more intense than you do at game time. Because when you get to game time and you get into a position where it's like, well, going baseball reference, you know, it's like, you know, late game, bases loaded or whatever it is, two outs, you need, you need, to, do, you need to step up. You've been in, you put yourself in that position time and time and time and time again. And you you put the pressure on yourself for training. If you're just yucking it up and you're just going through the motions, what you know, maybe you're training really well and you're hitting all your passes and everyone's running their lines and you're having a great old time. You've got Biggie on the soundtrack and you're yucking it up and with the boys and everyone's laughing and carrying on and you're not spewing at the end of training because you've gone all out. Well, maybe that's the fucking reason. Yeah, could be. You know, and I don't get me wrong, like, I, I really want Justin Holbrook to succeed. I think, like, the way he's shaped our attack, I love the way he makes it. I love the way he's got our attack going. Like, I love the shape of it. I love the, the, the um, spontaneity of the, of the attack. But everything else, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, the own well, the first half was beautiful, but the the one positive I guess we haven't really crossed over yet. Like I thought, Toby had his best game probably oh. of the season, like easily, easily. Yeah. He looked in control. Oh, incredible! Yeah, great. He looked he looked like Cooper Cronk for for the first half. Yeah, and that's not hyperbole. You're like. He was getting he was getting repeat sets. He was putting players through short. He was throwing harbour passes. He was kicking well. I don't like the only thing Toby needs is a really long kicking game, and I don't know how he gets that until he gets a bit of meat on his body. But I think that was the best half he's played of footy this year, without yeah. a doubt. It's such a shame. I mean, while, and while we're on positives, like I, I, I'm quite happy to do a lot of positives because there are some positives to take out of this game, despite the result and despite our feelings. <laughs> you know, so Jaden Campbell, one try, one line break, two tackle breaks, 137 metres, 12 runs, 10 dummy half runs. But all of those were coming out of his, his own half. Ten dummy half runs for a kid that raised 45 kilos ringing wet. That's like that just shows he has no regard for personal safety. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, one run, 10 meters. But still, like he had two kicks, like Jaden Campbell and, and Toby Sex, that the way that that's all set up, the way like it is such a good attacking formation. Uh, I just don't know what we're going to do next year with, with um, um, Fox. Yeah. 
when he comes in. Like, I, I just, it makes no sense. Whether he's going to play a 14 role or, or I, I don't know, because what's the point? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, we need experience, but we need probably experience, you know, elsewhere. Hooker, I'd say, is yeah. a big one, but yeah, it doesn't make and, sense. And, and unless Warren is going to play hooker, and he's kind of, he's kind of got that durability at the well, I mean, he doesn't have durability in, like, you know, for the last however many years, but at the moment, he's been defending well in for Manly. He hasn't been injured. He's playing in the middle. He could play that hooking sort of maybe the roving role. I'm yeah. just I'd I'd hate I'd hate to punt on this year in giving Toby and AJ that um, that experience together, and then just kicking one of them out of the halves for next year. Like what yeah, are we, I agree. What are we doing? Like the only thing I can see possible is Brimo goes to you know that fourteen or even maybe center. I don't think he'd be a bad center, but I don't yeah. know. I, I kind of like him at half. Like I reckon it, there is potential, but you know I, I just don't understand it. Just Toby. Toby needs to be there. Like that's the one thing I'm like sure. And Toby needs to keep his spot. If he gets dropped, that's not my favorite selection. No, one hundred percent. No, he he can't. You'll just ruin his career if you send him back to Q Cup next year. After after giving him like, hey, we're going to give you the reins. Ah, uh, no, we're not. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, but also like, okay, so JC was a good good plus. Um, so we've we've touched on TNO the two hundred seventy one meters. AJ had one hundred forty eight meters running. Um, for feeder played for forty eight minutes. Had 120 meters, one run, one dummy half run, obviously, um, one line break, one offload, one try, six tackle breaks for 48 meters in 48 minutes. Um, no errors. He did concede a penalty, but like it just shows that he's not as bad as everyone's saying. Brian Kelly, best game he's played all year. Two offloads, three three tackle breaks. Uh, 120 meters from from 11 runs, one dummy half run. He had a kick, <laughs> like that was Brian Kelly. He won the battle against um, Stags. Tony Stags. Yeah, yeah. He was all night, defensively and attacking. This is the Brian Kelly we've been asking for for 15 fucking rounds. Yeah. Yeah. More of that, please. Um, what else have we got? Jolly've had a good, good, uh, good, good performance off the bench. Forty-eight minutes for one hundred and eight meters. Masters had an up and down, up and down night. Um, like there were even like Bowie had a pretty average night for for eighty-six meters. I <sighs> just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, there's so many positives in that game. Like, you, you look at that game. Like, if you look at that first half, you're walking away going, this is a premiership-winning attack. And then you look at the second half and you just go, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's um, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it, really. It, it just shows me, like, that, like, if we were just 
to sort our defence out even a little bit, like not even like a, a top six defensive rated team, if we were even just a little bit better defensively, like our attacks up there with the best to like, you know, we can be dangerous and challenge the top sides attacking wise, but until we even improve that defense, even one iota, like it's it's no good having a having a fantastic attack if your defense is dog shit. Like it's just we we got to sort it out somehow. And as you said, it just it should be all we're working on at training at the moment, but. Um, judging off the photos, it seems to be all just ball work. Every single time you look at the, the one or the weekly training photos, it's always just ball work by the looks of it. We we don't need any more of that. We just just need to learn how to how to tackle and you know defensive systems and and stuff you can't sort of work on on the field. Just having a bit of heart and a, a bit of common sense. Yeah, I don't know how you um, how you train for decision making under pressure, but they need to learn. They need to start working on that because that that's that's the big key. They're young, I get it, but they need to learn on how to make good decisions under pressure. Yeah, because they're not making good decisions. Once, and it just goes back to what I've been saying, like. As soon as the tide turns against them, they've got no way of stopping them. No, it's just like a tsunami. Just, yeah. 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 They, they literally can't turn it around until the other team maybe makes an error or two. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, they sort of try to crawl back on top. But yeah, it's, yeah, you're spot on. They just can't. But even it. then, like, they make an error and then we give away, then we give away a symbiote or we, you know, we, we try and do something stupid and, and give away, like drop the ball or dumb play the ball or something like, like there's just no, I don't know. I don't know what Melbourne do or Penrith do or whatever, but how they fatigue their players and then make them do the simple things and the simple decisions. Someone's got to learn how to teach these people, the, these, these players, how to make decisions under pressure because something needs to change and it needs to change fucking quick. Yeah, agreed. Oh, that was tough. Have you guys got anything? Have you guys got anything else you want to say about this game? Um, just that I want to forget it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yep. agreed. Men, men in black, just wipe it clean. Yeah, it. <laughs> done. Oh, we did well to get through that. <laughs> it's a until next week. <laughs> uh. Okay, moving on to the next round. The Gold Coast Titans take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Seabus Stadium on Thursday. Oh, tomorrow night at 7.50 p.m. at Seabus Stadium. The Gold Coast Titans have a few outs. Uh, David Feed is out. Tina Fasulmala Ali is out to the origin. Uh, a few ins. Periara. I've never heard that name before. Tom Periara. So that's a new one. They must be coming up from the, from the juniors. Marju, SASA, Fodawaka, Herbert, and Fafita. 
are all in, uh, Jojo Fafita are all in. Uh, they will line up, I'm pretty sure, as names Campbell, Thompson, Kelly, Herbert, Sarko, and uh, the backs. Bruin Sexton in the halves. Big Mo makes his return into the into the uh, front row. Aaron Clark and Jared Wallace. With Sam McIntyre, both the Mo and Isaac Liu is playing a lock, which we all have been asking for. Tanner Boyd, Jamie Joliffe. SM Masters and Sam Lasonia on the bench. SM Masters on the bench is just an absolute what the fuck. Uh, the Cowboys have a lot of outs um, for for um, for Origin. They've got Nanai, Cotter, Dearden, and Holmes are all outs. So they will line up with uh, Drinkwater at the back with Elliot, Tamasai Fado, Hiku, and Tulagi at the back. Hampton and Townsend are your halves. If you can't expose Chad Townsend without Tom D, uh, without Tom Deaton, then here we go. Like, this yeah. is it. Uh, yeah. McLean, Robson, Hess in the front. Gilbert, Lukey, and Tom Malone on the back. And it's a normal bench of Gravel, uh, Lemelou, Tonner Brown, and Neem. I, I don't know. This is a game they need to win. I thought they needed to win against the Cowboys the first time they played them, and they should have won against the Cowboys the first time they played them. The Cowboys are playing like a top four side. We're playing like a bottom four side. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, who, nothing to expect. Like, seeing their outs, it makes you feel a bit more confident, but then you remember where the Gold Coast Titans. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> might not matter for much. Probably Cowboys still 13 plus, but... Um, Oh, just I don't think anyone saw the Cowboys sitting third after like what are we now nearly halfway through the season? Actually, I think it will be halfway this this week. Well, coming into Origin, like coming yeah. into Origin, and, and they're like one of the best sides in the comp. They're better than Melbourne. Who would have thought? Like, yeah, beat Melbourne by what like twenty twenty four points or something like that. Like they they're just. And, and it goes back to like I was alluding to in the in the review, like from all reports, like all preseason, all they did was just tackle, 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 tackle their asses off, and they they did the I think the preseason at Castle Hill, just running up and down Castle Hill, and you know that, that's what Toddy Payton said in his interview. That's that's the reason they're they're going so well. Like you compare that to us who. You know, we, we can't tackle a bloke standing still, and the the, the Cowboys they just they just got so much heart this year. Like, thankfully, um, Ruben Cotter he's out, but as I said, it might not make too much difference. But he's just he's been one of their best at that. Like, he's only a small bloke, but he's playing prop forward and just absolutely cutting you know these big boys in half. So. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy one. Looking at it at the start of the year, I thought, oh, this is one of those ones you can mark off an easy win, but doing the ladder yeah. predictor. But, um, yeah, fast forward to at the moment. And, yeah, even with their outs, as I said, not not feeling too confident. Um, our, our bench looks dreadful. As you said, Isan Masters, I know um, we've been sort of training him at second row in the preseason and, and whatnot. 
and I think he played there in the trial from memory, but uh, he's not he's not going to be a bloke to come on and and um, you know turn the tide of a game or or mark up against these big cowboy second rowers like Gilbert and Lukey. Yeah, I don't know. Does he does he come on and does he spell McIntyre? Like it's weird. Like he played he played right in the trial at second row, but yeah. You know. It's it's just it's just weird, especially when you have like SES or someone you can chuck on there who I think's been better than probably Lasone this year. Like, yeah, it's just it's just weird. He obviously doesn't want Sam McIntyre playing eighty minutes. Yeah, and that's and that's basically the, yeah he's going to be he's they're going to get minutes. McIntyre's probably going to get about fifty minutes, and and Masters going to get thirty minutes, and we'll see. I'm excited to see Sam Mack actually start in the second row. Yeah, this is what we've been calling for instead of Proctor for the whole time. So a little bit of vindication there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've we've been calling like. Well, when was when, what was the round where um, Holbrook played played um, for feeder in the in the centres like. Yeah, last was like, oh, Cowboys game, wasn't it? Yeah, last Yep. He's like, oh, we've just got to try something. We've just got to keep trying stuff. Well, like, this is the perfect time to try someone like Tanner Boyd at nine, Aaron Clark on the and Aaron Clark is as your middle forward, and and someone like Paul Turner. And I don't know if Paul Turner's the answer. Okay, he probably isn't. But why don't you just blood him and just give him twenty minutes and see what he can do? Yeah. And he's he's been killing it for Tweed. Like I've watched a few of his games. He's been exceptional. But you know, NRL's a bit different. But like if someone's playing like that, if he's in good form, give him a run. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when it's getting to that, like it's getting to that territory where obviously finals is out of reach this year. (laughs) Give give some kids a go. Like even Aaron uh, is Aaron Booth. Is that that's his first name? Yeah. (laughs) Only just getting used to seeing him on the team sheet, like why not throw him at nine? Like, try that. Or Jojo Fafita, throw him in the centres. Like, it's just, even, just doing the same. Like, Azako's not going to be here next year. I get he can kick goals, but it's like goal kicking hasn't been the difference in any of our games, really, except for... Well, there's been a couple where we scored, like, five tries and fucking... And, and poor Toby couldn't kick it. He couldn't oh, kick The Manly game... Kick he could have been off a cold soup. Like, you know, it, it, he was dreadful. And, and just something else on his game that he doesn't need. And I, yeah. I don't hate having Asako in the team. Like, he's, he's a serviceable winger. He's not terrible. Usually, he's good under the high ball. I know he had a couple of mistakes <laughs> here and there, but I'd rather put, I'd rather, if we're going to put JoJo Fafita in, I'd rather put him in instead of Patrick Herbert. Yeah. You know? Easy. Okay, maybe swap Kelly over to cover the hammer, and and put Jojo like Fafita versus Hiku is a, is a is a pretty good matchup, and I'd take that. I'd put Fafita on on a Hiku every day of the week. The Hiku Highway, mate, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> as as I said, it's like it's getting to that point where, like with Campbell last year, like. He was killing it in Tweed, just knocking down the door, and we gave him a chance. And look how that turned out. And there's no guarantee Paul Turner is going to be the same, but 
is it not worth giving it a go? Like Justin says that over and over, I'll oh, just give things a go. Giving yeah. things a go isn't, you know, taking Lasone out, putting Herman in one week and then bringing Jared mm-hmm. Wallace back starting. Like he needs to actually make valuable changes that are, yeah. you know, actually going to... The wrong things to go. Yeah, exactly. Everything he's giving the go is the wrong, the wrong thing, the wrong option. Yeah, but the moves he makes are the moves of a scared coach. Yeah, you know, what oh, I mean? yeah. he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to be bold. And that's what like he can't be. He feels like he can't be bold because if he be's bold, if he's bold and he fucks up and it, and it doesn't work out, then he's gone. So he does the right things. And he does the safe choices, but they're not fucking working. Yeah, what's the point of being safe and still losing? It's... Yeah, be bold, man. Put some faith in the young kids. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got to... If nothing, if, and if nothing else, like this, this season's gone. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that so this season's just a fucking yeah. write-off. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... It'd take a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, so, so now, what, like, what are you, what are you working towards? You've got to be working, you've got to be working towards, like, next year. And next year, we've got to be working towards getting these, these, um, these combinations going with with guys that you see as the future. I don't know when's Kelly's contract up. It's got to be close because he didn't like he's been there for fucking years. I think he's probably got he's off contract next year from memory, maybe. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. Yeah. maybe maybe like why wouldn't you start flooding guys up for feeder? Especially when he got he went so well in the trial, like. I know. Against Tony Staggs, too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, it's easy to say it's only a troll. But, yeah, as you said, it was against Staggs. And, you know, he, he showed positive signs in the troll. It's not like he was absolute horse shit where you say, oh, like, yeah, okay, maybe he needs another year in Q Cup. Like, if none of your other centres or your wingers are doing the job, bring him in. Like, as yeah. I said, we've got nothing to lose now. Like, Finals is already gone unless we go on like a twenty-game winning streak. Like, just... I mean, twenty-game winning streak—I'll I'll be all for it, mate. That wins the comp. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> exactly. It's—it's it's not out of reach. It's—it's it's a, its a small possibility, but um, oh, and just—I'd love to know, like, Aaron Clark and Justin Holbrook—do they cuddle at night or? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, even Aaron said that he would like to play. 13 like yeah. then put him there like put him there give booth give tanner more of yeah. a run the 20 minutes tanner gets a game is normally when the pointless. game is gone. it's pointless he's playing catch-up footy every time he's on the field yeah and and that's the best service the guys get but it's too late because everyone's gassed yeah yeah and yeah like i said the the crap at the start of the year where holbrook said oh like there's going to be competitions for sport and I remember him saying we're going to start with Aaron at number nine, but no positions guaranteed. Like, I don't know if he's watching a different game, but he loves Aaron. Like, he does. Even that magic round, I remember like he just kept Aaron on, I think, until like the 70th minute. Like, yeah. He, he seems to think like, oh, Aaron's going to be the safe guy that's going to, you know, steady the ship. And I don't know where he's getting that from. Like, you got to bring Tanner on, as you said, boys, when it counts. Tanner or Aaron Booth or whoever, just bring them on when it counts and when they can actually make a, a bit of a difference to the game rather than just, as you said, Tanner's sort of coming on and 
he's trying too hard and he's, you know, dropping the ball or panicking a little bit because he's trying to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's too little too late. So Canada needs some first half minutes too because he's not coming on until the last, you know, 20, 15, 20 minutes of the game. And it's, yeah. Give him some first half minutes, give him a run. If you don't want to take fucking um, Aaron Clark off, put him in the middle and give Tino a rest. Like, if, if you're worried about defense, put Tino, give Tino a rest in the middle and put fucking Clark in the middle. Yeah. And like that's yeah. where he started. Clark started as a middle. It's just wild. Yeah. Every commentator can see it. Like, commentators make, you know, no disrespect to Aaron Clark, but he's not not sort of one of the premier hookers in the comp. Like, everyone can see it except Justin. So, I don't yeah. know. I know we're not flush with options at, at hooker. That, but, that, just, that, that, just highlights, that just highlights our lack of recruitment too because we had – there were two really good halves on the market for next year in, in Apicorosau and, and Reed Marnie. And we didn't even, we were never even mentioned. Yeah, I, I can't believe we just kind of didn't even really dip our toes in with Reed. <laughs> like, oh, he's I a Queenslander, bring him home. Like, yeah. I know that this whole Smith thing was pretty much, you know, signed, sealed, delivered, and then kind of dropped off at the last minute. But still, like, you got to have a backup. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to have, you got to have plan B. And he, yeah. I mean, from memory, he, he only signed for the dogs for like, five maybe 600k i think they were reporting like he's such a cheap option for a guy who's on like the fringe of origin if it if it wasn't for harry grant like yeah and as you said queenslander and that's the thing with our recruitment i think it's it's literally all in or bust like even for feeder like we only got him over the line at last minute but if we didn't get him we were all in, all chips in on Dave Fafita and thankfully yeah. he signed. But if not, we would have been sitting here, you know, missed out on him and who knows how many other. Running Kevin Proctor. Yeah, running Kevin Proctor for 80 minutes a week, making eight metres. Like, oh, it's just, yeah, I, I can't believe we haven't signed a hooker and that that's the well, concerning yeah. thing. Is that, we need that, to because yeah. I think after 2023, the only hooker we have, on our books is Boyd. I'm pretty sure Clark and Booth are both off contracts next year. So we need to kind of try and get someone to fill that gap. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be a, a sort of like stop gap or like a, a solid hooker rather than, you know, we're not going to be able to get a good hooker. Like there's all the good ones are off market now. They've been, they've been bought up by other teams so I don't know it's, it's, you know Jake Turpin you know, he, he was released <laughs> by the Broncos today but honestly like I don't think he's any better than Aaron Clark at times he's no, uh, just as bad oh it's, that's what I mean so that, that's not an improvement I've heard you know people toss up I think the young kid Beryl at the Sharks Maybe he'd be a good one to keep an eye on, but like I said, they're not going to be probably hookers that, that you know, a, a top ten yeah. in the comp. That's for sure. Nah, it's, it just it just highlights like we've 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 constantly said how good Mal is at at what he's been doing, but 
that's a massive, massive glaring error on Mel's part. Where, where the fuck is Mel? <laughs> Can I ask that? Like, I, yeah, I haven't seen him recently. I have not seen him in any club sort of photos, articles, anything for about like six since probably like around two or three, like earlier this year. That it, I don't know. Like, I love Mal, and he, he's done a lot of good for the club recruitment wise. But yeah, he needs I to fucking do some more good. I don't, yeah, I don't know what what we're paying him, but I can imagine he wouldn't be coming cheap. And the the bloke lives in Canberra now again. He didn't even want to stay in the Gold Coast. He moved back to Canberra. So I I don't know what the hell he's doing. But if Mal can't get you fired up, if he's even trying to, I don't know how you don't respond to that. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like Okay. <clears throat> Open table. What's what's the plan? Like, are we sticking it out with Justin? Well, obviously they're not going to sack him. But what's what's it got? One more, two more years? One more year? Uh, I think I think he yeah we re-signed him for like four they years. They upped him for two years. I thought they only upped him for two years. It might have so been yeah. yeah. End end of twenty four. Yeah. Right. Oh, so they got two more years after this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's why I just jumping ahead to obviously the next section. But that's a Adam Hux too on on Twitter said, "Do you believe the club needs to move on from Holbrook in order to have sustained success?" So that, that's where I'm, that's what I'm sort of going to like. We, we've like Craig Bellamy has signed for one more year, right? Who's the, and he's always voiced his desire to come back to Queensland. Who's to say Craig Bellamy doesn't, you know, we don't make a push for Craig Bellamy to come back and oversee Justin Holbrook and, and give him, not, not tell him how to coach, okay? Like the guy can obviously coach. He's got our attack. Like when it's on, it's fucking unbeatable. Like, we can dismantle some of the greatest defenses. That's that's you can't deny that. But Craig Bellamy has instilled something inside that system of of the Melbourne Storm, and it's not just the first grade side. It goes down to the lower levels. It's like the next man up mentality. Everyone knows their job. So if he can instill those sort of systems over a two or three year contract, like that's. To me, they are, the fact that they never got Craig Bellamy into that sort of role, and I know that's kind of what Mal Meninga's role sort of is, but if, you, if he had somebody between Mal Meninga and Justin Holbrook overseeing the coaching and, and the development of the young side, so, so the coaching was all on the same page, so everyone had a system, and the system was exactly the same from, 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 the, from first grade into, into Burley, into Tweed, and into their lower levels, and all their systems were done the same. So that every time, every time someone made the jump, it wasn't a teething. There was no teething issues. It's like, okay, you're you're a left center. If this happens, you do this. If that happens, you do that, etc., etc., etc. And that just maintains every grade you go up. That's the sort of shit that we need in our club. Yeah, I think 
Uh, I think Bellamy would be a massive long shot. Like, I, I don't know. It's a weird one. The bloke, the bloke loves Southeast Queensland. He's got all his family on the Gold Coast. Like, he's been speaking about it for like years and years. But it, it, I don't know. He just, I, I don't think, you know, as much as I love our club, I don't think he'd want to ruin his legacy if if he come here and. But yeah. is it really his legacy? Is it really ruining his legacy if he's a like a Phil Gould sort of a, you know what I mean? Yeah, pro- probably not. Um, but yeah, because he's, he's he's been close to the Broncos a couple of times. I just I I don't know if he's maybe you know because the Broncos have that big club and they've got the you know professional you know thing that yeah, but, that's why he's he's gone towards. But, them. Like, what's the point of doing that, man? Like he he built the storm. From the ground up, yeah, and, and he's got the opportunity to, to to take the club that's on the precipice. Like we're a 50-50 club at the moment. We're either all in or we're all out, and he could be the difference. Yeah. yeah, but you're talking about the club that you know turned down Wayne Bennett when he came knocking. So I don't think we're in the oh, man. No, making good decisions. I, I don't know. To be honest, man, I'm 100 glad they did because. Wayne Bennett hates the Gold Coast. He's always hated the Gold Coast. He hated the Gold Coast when we first came in in the 80s. He's hated the Gold Coast. He's, he's hated the Gold Coast forever. He would have absolutely Newcastle knighted us. Like, I'm, the 100%, I'm glad. Like, you can, you can sign me off on, on, on Wayne Bennett. I would have loved to see Darius Boyd in the sky blue. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, just, just falling over in defense. <laughs> we already had that in Will Zilman. Yeah. <sighs> Miss him. But oh yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Like oh, I love oh, you know, we all sung Holbrook's praises, but I don't know, it's just these team selections and the rotations and yeah, you know, the fact is like our attack's beautiful, but our defense hasn't improved in three years under him, and yeah, yeah, that that's a head coach's job. And I hate to say it, like I know, like he's, he's obviously ex NRL player, and uh, he was in the Rooster system, but his coaching still reminds me of it. it it's literally still Super League esque, like yeah, yeah. It, all attack, no defense. That's what the Super League is, and where he coached and and won those comps in the Super League, like. I, I don't know if it's Justin. I don't know if it's all Justin, but it, it comes to a point where you have to wonder, like, well, he's he's mate, he's the main man. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's got to be a reason. Like, I don't know if it's the assistants or, but at the end of the day, you're the you're the head honcho. You're the boss man. You, you know, you've got to take the responsibility. And I don't know. It's uh, you asked me 12 months ago. I'd laugh at you and and say, no way, you know, I'd love Justin to stay at the club long-term. He's the best coach we've ever had, blah, blah, blah. But oh, I don't know, this year's definitely worried me with some of the things he's done. And and uh, as I said, when you look at it, probably last year was, you know, a 10 and 14, a 10 win season and 14 losses. Like we just snuck into the finals with, with fairly shoddy defence and then, this year, it's sort of now that some teams have improved, we've uh, still got the shoddy defence, but we're not not sort of getting the wins on the board. So, yeah, 
it's a tough one. I, I think I'll give him this year. And maybe, I suppose, next year you, you reassess by, you know, the first couple of months of footy. And if we, we aren't looking any better, you'd have to have to definitely have a think. Well, I mean, you got to look at, like, so we're essentially halfway through the season now. So you look at next year and you go, okay, by origin, but have we, so between now and next origin, how many wins do we need for, for Justin Holbrook to keep his job? I'd say we have to at least be sitting in the top eight. Like in, inclusive, like inclusive. So, so if we go on a run now and, and just say we just miss out on the top eight. 2020, yes. Sorry? Just like 2020? Yep. No, yeah, 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 exactly. Run. Just like 2020. So if we go on a run now and just miss out on the eight and then next year we start, say, 500 football, is that enough? No. No, I think uh, it, it's it depends if we're if we're five hundred and you know if we're seven and seven next year. Yeah, and we're we're defending if we're actually looking like we're defending and structures have improved, possibly a pass mark, but yeah, and, and unless it, even if we're five hundred next year and we're still defending like horse crap and we're just sort of Scraping through, I just yeah. Yeah, I, so we're either blowing teams out or we're getting blown out. Yeah, I yeah, I think you'd have to seriously review that and and probably look to move on if we're still that way next year. I, I if if Bellamy is not the answer, then you've got to start looking at someone like um, Shane Flanagan, and I know he's got a lot of stink around him. And I know there's a lot of whatever, but what he instilled in that Cronulla side was just fight. Like they just fought and fought and fought. He's a bit of a. I know, you know, we talk about Neil Henry and how that, you know, the boys had a lot of dog in them back then. And that's sort of what we need. Like, the, like this team is going to attack no matter what. So you need someone that's just going to give them that. That dog in a bale. So, yeah. Shane Flanagan brings a lot of fucking clouds with him, but I, I don't know if he's going to get the Tigers' job. But if, even if you just brought him in as a defensive coach or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, know. I think whatever, whoever it is, I think our next coach needs to be a hard ass. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a footy side or a club that can have just these, you know, not not saying Justin Soft, but these probably goody-goody coaches that, you know, yeah, yeah, try the softer methods of coaching, like... Millennial coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, which obviously a lot of players nowadays, that's that's what sort of they, they talk about, like, you know, the players these days don't really respond to a, a spray these days, except obviously if you're Craig Bellamy, but... Like, I, I just think we need that hard-nosed coach, whoever the next coach is, that needs to be like a hard-ass that whips them into shape, teaches them a few lessons. and Yeah, but with, with Craig Bellamy too, like, there's still... I don't know if you... Do you have you guys heard the rumour, like, it's been confirmed that Craig Bellamy, when he gets... When he signs players, 
it gets them to go and do a work of uh, a week of roadworks as a labourer, mm. and that's like you can't be a part of my team until you go and do. You get on the tools and you get your fucking hands blistered and you go out and you sweat and you do all the hard days because one day. If you're not good at football, this is what you'll be doing. That's how he gets his – that's how he knows. If you're not going to go and do that and go and get on there and and and, and spread bitumen and, and stomp it out and sit in the sweat and get your boots all melty and whatever, how are you going to go in the middle of, you know, February at pre-season and, and, you know, when you're doing the dog days? That's how he gets – that's how he knows who he's going to sign and who he's not going to sign. He still does that. Yeah, and I think I think on the Matty Johns show as well, he had an interview and he he does the the yeah, the preseason SAS camp and he can tell straight away whether he should sign a sign a guy or not just from that. Yeah, well, and, and that, that, you know I know we harp on about the, the greatest Titans comeback season of ever with, with 2016, I think it was with um, uh, Neil Henry. It was televised, like paper to paper. The amount of people that got like transported out, hospitalized almost through fatigue were on their SAS boot camp. Yeah. And like Ash Taylor was like fatigued. He's like, he's never seen anything before. And he's like, you know, all the guys were like on death door from that preseason camp. But then look at them at the back end of the season. They fought and they fought. That's all they did. They just fought. And they fought and they were in there. They were always, they were just scrappy and they would just wear you down. That's the sort of shit we're missing. We're yeah. still doing it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, oh, hey. <laughs> well, well, I've got you here. Um, boys, bad news. We have now conceded more points than the Tigers and the Bulldogs this year. <laughs> wow. Fuck yeah. So that just goes to show how bad our defense is. Yeah, didn't realize that, but wow, well, that's what you're We're lucky we scored so more. Like, yeah, I think our our points differential is not as bad as them. We're lucky. Yeah, no, we're a good twenty points clear of the Tigers and about you know sixty clear of the Bulldogs. But yeah, three hundred points conceded to Bulldogs, two hundred ninety-one. Wow, equal equal most in the comp. Oh no! Oh no! There's no, a... no, no! The Warriors, the yep. Warriors are still well above us. Thank God the Warriors exist. Yeah. Yep. But, but wow. they've managed to eke out an extra win. So. Yep. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Not not surprising, considering you know the way this season's gone. Okay, let's move on to the Twitter questions. Anthony, do we have any Twitter questions? Do we have anyone that's still with us? Uh, yeah, there's a few that are dead in the water. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, well done to, um, you know, that there are old regulars still holding on. Um, we'll just jump straight into it. We've sort of already glossed over it a little bit, but uh, our mate, Braden J. Brady and good old Trenny. Um, he's, they both asked about Jake Turpin. What are our thoughts? I mean, 
he was never like he was never good enough at Brisbane. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I he yeah, they bought in Billy Walters to cover Jay Turpin. I know that's a bit of nepotism there, but that tells a story. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, like you, you're just replacing Aaron Clark with a less better Aaron Clark. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a sideways move. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, no so, point to it. Big waste of time. That's a, you know, if you're going to bring in someone better, fair enough. Let's go for it. But yeah, no, I'll agree. I'd, I'd rather like if, if you're talking about someone like Jake Turban, why is no one talking about Matt Parcell? Oh, yep. Blokes disappeared. He was like, just legend. He was literally one of the yeah. best. He was a top three hooker in, in the NRL until he got assholed out to, to, to Super League. He's still killing it by all reports out in the Super League. Like, if you're going to take a punt, take a punt on that guy. Bring him back to Queensland. Get him in. Like, mate. What, what even happened to that? What was that... Um. England dummy half, the Super League dummy half, we like almost had over the line. Daryl Clark? Yeah, yeah, Daryl Clark. That's it. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing this season, but that that sort of just fell to bits, that deal. Yeah, I think he was asking too much. I think that's what was reported, maybe, from memory. Yeah, yeah I think it was, yeah. I don't care. Give him a million dollars. Pay him for feet, <laughs> Get him over here. Yeah, just, just get a hooker. Sucker. Just get a natural hooker. Yeah, like, fuck. Yeah, I get, I get, I get the idea of getting Turbin in because he's an actual hooker, but just because he's an actual, like, you might as well just bring back fucking. Um, who do we have last year? What's his name? Fucking Mitch Rain. Yeah, Mitch Rain. Like, what's the difference? Mitch Rain was bog average. I mean, he was okay, but yeah, uh, you get Mitch Rain for. Just as much as you would for fucking Jake Turbin. What's what's Bo Falloon doing these days? Do you reckon he needs a gig? <laughs> Probably pills. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there. It's like even, even the Dolphins pretty much overlooked Turpin for Jeremy Marshall King. So that, that kind of says a lot too, I guess. Like he's not yeah, a natural. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that's that's not good signs. No. Uh, I'd rather take a punt on um on Aaron Booth than, than Jake Turbin. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they did literally take a punt on Aaron Booth by signing him. So who knows? Exactly. That just just play play the bloke. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I don't know. I, I think I said to to Braden in, in in the tweets like the only reason why Aaron Clark's there is because he's a good defender in the middle, and 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 they've got guys like Toby and AJ and and Jaden Campbell, and if you bring in um, Tanner Boyd, you got four young, small bodies that aren't built for defending NRL standard people. So he kind of he's backed himself. He sort of backed himself into a corner of playing Aaron Clark for bulk minutes because he needs that extra body in defence. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the right way of doing it. And whether you just need to change your defensive structures to hide those extra bodies, but I, I, I'm certain that's the only reason why he keeps playing Aaron Clark for so many minutes. It'd have to be, it, as you said, he, he is good in defence. I'll give him that, Aaron. So 
that that would have to be the only reason he he's still in number nine. But it's definitely not for his service. No, I mean, when you when your halfback has to jump to catch the ball at chest height, not good. No, yeah, not also Aaron, like he's not like he's not not trying like he's trying like you see little improvements oh. like even like last week i think he ran more than i've ever seen him run like that's a good thing but yeah still the service is a bit questionable at the moment he's running game like there's no i don't have any problems with his running game because he picks the right moments to run and like there's very rarely does he does he pick a wrong moment like very rarely does he get caught on the fourth fourth tackle and and put the team in a bad position like yeah he's, you know, he picks his moments and it's it's never that. It's just, as I said, like, you know, either AJ or, or Toby, like, have to jump to catch the ball when it's when it's a long pass or or the forwards, like, he takes one or two steps and, and then, but like, and then that's something that Braden, all credit to you, mate, like, that's, and you've been on this from day one is, is the service from dummy half is what is creating uh, it's the flow on effect that's it's Toby's getting poor ball or AJ's getting poor ball which means David Fafid is getting even worse ball or you know the forwards are getting bad ball you know it's just a flow on effect so it all starts from the hook if you get someone like and, and Tanner's been pretty good from from there he's been better than Aaron and his service, he's hitting players on the chest, and that's all you need. And yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, as yeah, it's like, yeah, Aaron with Tanner's service would be a decent hooker, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I don't know how you change, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you coach that into someone? Yeah, sometimes I don't think it's possible. It's just, yeah, sometimes it's a bridge too far, so. I don't know. Definitely no to Turpin. I don't think it's wise to just sign a player just because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I, did that with we did that with Osaka. I mean, and and it didn't turn out when he played fullback. But I mean, it sort of helped us with goal kicking. Yeah, but yeah, no. Nah, I think all in agreement with that. So um, yeah, go to, go to the next question at Mads GCT. Um, but I think we've sort of sort of touched on this a little bit, but uh, should the Titans sack Jim Dimmick? Yes. Easy, yes. I think we should encourage him to really go hard for the Bulldogs job. Yeah. I mean, if need be, I will start a GoFundMe for the Bulldogs <laughs> yeah. to get Jim Dimmick. Yep. And... Um, I, and when when he, when we signed him, I was like, "Oh, here we go, this is going to be great." Jim yeah. Dimmick, absolute bulldog. Turns out he's a chihuahua. <laughs> Clearly, I I don't know. You, you listen, and apparently at training, um, they were saying the journalists were saying like you can just hear his voice booming, yelling, "Fucking tackle you, soft cocks!" Like that. That's what they reckon you can hear, and like. But where's the where's the um, improvement on the back of that? Like, is he just yeah, talking? Look, man, I work in a jewelry, and, and if I just yell at my offsiders and I say, 
do your fucking jobs, you dumb cunts. Like, they're not going to do their job any better. No. I've got to stand there and I've got to give them the time. I've got to stand next to them and say, look, man, this is what you're not doing right. This is what I need you to do. Here are the techniques to fucking do it properly. I need you, when this happens, to put your hands here and stand in this direction. And you need, I need you, because in my own industry, using your body is so much easier than using your strength. So, and it's the same in defense. If you use your body the right way, you don't need to be fucking 150 kilos. You can do it the right way with technique and fucking and discipline and, and do it the right way. And you can do it a lot easier. You can do it repetitively. And, and like me just yelling, you dumb fucking piece of shit. You're not doing it right. Do it right. Without mm. actually fucking telling them to do it right. It's two different things. Yeah, and if yeah. he's not telling them to do it right and he's not giving them the systems and the techniques and the ability to do it right, and he obviously isn't because in the last three years he's been here, we have been absolutely dog shit in defense. So, like, yes, get rid of the fucking asshole. Get someone in, like bring back Trevor Gilmaster or bring in fucking Shane Flanagan as defensive coach or defensive fucking systems something like just bring someone else in like try something different yeah i don't really frequent trainings but you see like in the warm-ups and stuff before games you see like jimmy lenahan and um the brad davis get in there with the with the players and, and the ball skills and stuff but then yeah you can hear jimmy from across the field screaming barking orders at the boys as they warm up like their shoulders so and i don't know it, 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 like yeah it's a bit weird it's the sign needs to change. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, if Holbrook don't want to take the blame for it, then get new assistants. Like, yeah. they're clearly, I don't, it's not working out for some reason. So, it's either Holbrook or it's the assistants. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely agree. Timmy got to go. Hopefully, returns to his uh, roots at the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, the next one's not a question, but just something I found interesting um, scrolling on Twitter yesterday, a bit of a fact. So only four teams in NRL history have lost when scoring 36 points or more, and the Titans have two of those wins. Yeah, I remember that first one. I think it was like, I think from memory, it was like a Mother's Day game in 2010 in Newcastle. That was one of my most memorable games. That's one of the best games I think I've ever watched this play. <laughs> Yeah, pretty crazy that we've got that stat. And the famous <laughs> one was the the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, um, that's Conrad Harrell burrowing over. Yeah, that's right. That just shows it, it, you often like reading that and hearing that. Yeah, it was twenty ten, the Mother's Day game. Like, is it just in this club's DNA to just be like an all attacking? Let's just outscore yeah. the other team, like. No, I don't know if that's our DNA, man. It's just it, our DNA is just to be like whatever is the normal. That's not us. Yeah, that's our yeah. DNA. Like, like what? What's the DNA? What's what's the what's the meta for NRL at the moment? It's it's all like systems, hard. So it, the the meta for the NRL at the moment is like fast defense. Fast middles, like up tempo footy. That's not us. Like, yeah, we are up tempo footy, but we're not fast defense. We're passive defense. 
So, like, we'll score a shitload of points, but we'll let in a shitload of points. And our manner is to let in a less shitload amount of points than more the shitload of points that we score. Easy enough. (laughs) Yeah, but that's always been our meta. Is is just our meta has always never been the actual meta. (laughs) If you know what I mean, does does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's wild. I just just reading that, I'm like that after the short kickoff, like the whole of it was like that is the most Titans thing I've ever seen, and I'm like, I hate that. I hate that we are known for dumb shit like that. Yeah. And stats like that one, it's just like, oh. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's the movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. I yeah. hate the way you can drop short. I hate the way you can't defend your line. I hate the way you can't <laughs> score against 12 men. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I hate, I hate that I don't hate you, not everything, not even a little bit at all. <laughs> Mate, you watched that movie a few times. You've quoted yeah. that thing perfectly. <laughs> you just tried the lines. Oh, oh I've got a young Heath Ledger over here. Mate, he's, he's Ledger and fucking, uh, what's the name, mate? The two, two greatest team movies, you know, mate. I'm sure I'm aged. Yeah, he's watched, <laughs> he's watched it plenty of times before. Good yeah. on you. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, thought I'd end on a bit of a good note. Um, our mate Tommy, who's, uh, yeah, what, what's he studying again? Um, bovine paramedics, bovine paramedics. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the maternity, bovine maternity paramedics. Bloody hell, there you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a growing field, I think. So, uh, <laughs> good on him. Um, and I uh, just our, our mate, uh, Warriors and our old fanatics just said, uh, not a question, but just want to say to the trolls, given stick to Tom. He's an absolute legend, a great bloke to talk to in the league community. Keep up the good work. Always enjoy tuning into the podcast every week. Oh, cheers, bud. And 100%, like, bit of a serious one that, you know, Twitter's just a can, can be, not always. Um, bit of a cesspit. And uh, there's just no need for it. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, we love you, Tommy, and uh, hope you hope you pass whatever you got. And yeah, yeah, it's just Twitter's a bit like that, as you said sometimes. But uh, he's he's all passion, Tommy, and uh, he's a great bloke. So uh, just yeah, hopefully they back off a bit, and uh, I'm pretty sure 99 percent of the community is behind him. So yeah, be good to have him back next week, and hopefully you can. Yeah, get his account back very soon. Nice. But um, yeah, otherwise that's uh yeah, that's all of the questions this week. Um hopefully we can yeah, turn it around and have some positivity so we can uh yeah, have the questions flying in again. But yeah, make sure to send them in uh every yeah, every Wednesday afternoon. And we keep forgetting to uh, put the post out until the last minute. So if you've got something, just even if you want to flick us a DM or uh, post it, just add us if you've got something you want to say or during yeah. the game, tweet us, do whatever, and we'll um, we'll get through it and we'll bring it up on on the on the show. But, yeah, just send um, send it anytime. Yeah, anytime you think of something, just shoot it through. Yeah, I mean. 
we've all got shit we need to say about this place. Even if you just need to get something off your chest about Justin Holbrook, or you want to, you've got some repressed feelings about Tom Searle or whoever, you know, <laughs> you just want to bring something up. <laughs> if you had an experience, well, actually, sorry, I, I need to bring this up too. Back in um, the Carrara days, and and I probably missed this last week when it was a bit more relevant, but when we, when we were playing at Carrara, um, I remember a game against St George. I can't remember. Like it was in the middle of the season, and it was absolutely heaving down with rain. And and I was on a date with this girl, and, and it was it was not going too well because we were just saturated. And right next to me was um, Andrew Simons. And I was like, well, and I was, I was like that's Andrew Simon. And she was like, who? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it up. And <laughs> in the date right then and there, I reckon. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, and it, Andrew Simons didn't have an umbrella. And I was like, Simo, you, you get to be a wet there, bud. And he's like, what? And I'm like, look, man, I'll get nothing here. You, you have my umbrella, bud, and I'm, I'm going to the bath. <laughs> he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, looked at me and I'm like, ah, see you later. And I gave Andrew Simon's my umbrella and I just fucking bailed on this fucking on the hill, <laughs> on the hill at Carrara. That <laughs> is full timer. And Andrew Simon's is just looking at me like, what the fuck is going on here? She's looking at me and I'm like, hey, fuck, see you. And um, Andrew yeah. Simon's probably went home with her that night, but um. Oh, well, good luck to you. <laughs> good on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, RIP, um, Roy. And, um, yeah. Absolute chance. You guys got anything else you want to say? Oh, no, nah, I think that's it. I'm just glad we got through the therapy. <laughs> but safe space. It's, uh, I'm not sure if I feel any better or any worse, but uh, I definitely feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, that 5 10% you uh, you promised at the start of the episode, but uh, <laughs> got it off our chest anyway. <laughs> I'm just ready to get hurt again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to get back on the horse. It's just like a bad breakup. Yep. Baby baby cowboys going to tear us to shreds. Let's hope not. Yeah, and you bet I'll find my way to the stadium tomorrow night out of guilt. <laughs> Mate, you, it's just, it's, yeah, you just... I'm not going back. I'm not going back to. I'm not going back to. She texts you like you up. <sighs> yeah. 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 That's it. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay. Thank you very much for listening in uh, to episode 15. I think maybe it's been 15 for a couple of weeks, but who knows? Um, don't forget you can interact with us. Uh, on Twitter at Bad Life Titans, uh, at myself at Hammers H four M M E R Z, at Anthony uh, GC underscore Anthony, and at Callum is uh, hang on, I've got to bring you up here. Where are you? At Callum Malaki <laughs> Malachi A C H I. Is that right? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll run with that anyway. You, you, you can see, he's always up in our mentions anyway. Um, hit us all up. We're always here to chat and we're always here for therapy. 
And uh, don't forget our good friend, Biggest Tiger, and the uh, Sports Best Friends Podcast Network. Thanks for listening in, guys. Uh, to all you Broncos fans that hate listened, fuck you. And um, thanks to all the <laughs> fans. We'll see you next week, hopefully for a win. Let's go, tits. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.